Welcome to the Ag Emerge podcast brought to you by Ag Solutions Network. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soil, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottens. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. We're excited today to announce the speaker lineup for Ag Emerge. As you might expect, there are some modifications to the delivery due to the pandemic, but the great news is that hasn't affected this awesome lineup of speakers that are participating in the Ag Emerge event. This year, we're focused on scaling up regenerative agriculture. It's time to ramp it up and put these practices into action. But first, we want to start with a little background to help you understand how Ag Emerge came to be and why these conversations are so important. So, Monty, will you share that with us? Well, about five years ago, the soil health principles were really starting to become uh, to light and mainstream in agriculture. And yet, I didn't see any vehicle really teaching people about the application of them or how this could work, how we could move the conventional ag paradigm into a regenerative type paradigm. So doing the right things all the time to improve soil in order to improve our bottom line, improve our ecosystem, improve our human health, these kind of things. It's just, we have these ideas, we're doing this now, but how do we get from point A to point B? And I saw with our Power to Grow program that we had a real opportunity to be a part of that and also in integrating cover crops and look at different research ideas on how we could bring livestock back to the land. So after a couple of years of, of looking into that, I just realized that it's, a, it's an idea, it's a concept, it's such a paradigm shift that's so large, we couldn't do it by ourselves. So we decided, why don't we take the great farmers that we get to work with that are our large-scale professional farmers wanting to do the right thing, put them in front of thought leaders that are uh, got great ideas about soil health or pest management or the future of agriculture as far as an automation information and those kind of things. And also, at the same time, I knew there was this kind of disconnect in the ag technology community where everybody was coming up with new technologies to make the current conventional paradigm just a little bit better. And that's great, but how could we take some of that talent and adapt it to better soil health practices or regenerative agriculture? Take that ag tech focus and apply that energy and expertise into the soil health paradigm. So that's how Ag Emerge started. It's okay, let's put these three groups of people together in a room and let's just see what kind of great ideas come out of it and everybody's going to be better off at the end of the day so we had the first one it was a it was success we repeated it again and now this year is going to be our third ag emerge because it's one thing to read about these in isolation but to be able to interact with others and 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 put it together into your own context and and work it with our team and, and your team as farmers along with the leaders and technologists just to to make it a system that can work for your particular context is is what it's all about. So we're able to move the the paradigm forward. We're able to help farmers who have never thought about maybe using cover crops to uh, adopt cover crops and and look at livestock. Farmers have never even considered no tillage to start doing no tillage or minimum tillage, uh, look at nutrient management better. All the things that we're trying to do and what we've learned together out of Ag Emerge is helping to address the five soil health principles to make our soils healthier, which ultimately makes our plants healthier, 
which makes the, the livestock or the people who are eating the plants and animals healthier. And a great, wonderful side benefit of all this is it makes uh, our world healthier, uh, ecosystem services uh, better, both in water, air quality, and uh, overall uh, carbon content and, and noxious uh, gas emissions uh, greatly improved when we, when we do things the right way. And it can all be done in a way that's profitable and not just sustainable, but regenerative. In other words, it gets better and better every year. I think that's exciting what you're talking about, about bringing together all of these different types of folks from different areas. And what's really impresses me is that, you know, we're able to have these conversations, but then go ahead and implement. One of the things that we've noticed so much from the previous events is that growers are coming away with ideas that are doable in their operation. And it's not to say that there's a silver bullet for all of these items. Kind of the cool thing about it is that every operation is different. So these practices that you put in play may be different, but you you can tweak ideas and thoughts from these other areas. One of the other things that I think is key is that, you know, Monty has talked about how technology is really one of the tools that we can use to move down this path, uh, maybe a little more smoothly. We've really got to rethink some things that we've been doing and technology can help us to do that. And so from the Ag Emerge stage, we've seen that in different uh, presentations that we've had. So that's a lot of the focus and also to help growers gain some of those tools that can help actually help them go and implement. Well, Monty, you know, we would love for you to just give us a quick uh, rundown of the speakers before we delve into each one of them individually. Tell us who all is joining us. Well, for those out there listening who are a lot like me, it's like, okay, give me the facts, just the facts and let's move on, right? So uh, we're going to give you the, the quick quick synopsis up front, but we got a lot of great detail we're going to get into here a little bit later in the podcast. But I'm most excited about this this lineup we were able to put together in, in light of the circumstances we're dealing with this year. Uh, first off, Ray Archuleta is our he- headline speaker. If you haven't heard him speak before, you're in for a treat. If you have, you get to hear him again. He'll blow your mind every time. He's awesome. He's a great big picture thinker, a leader in the soil health movement with experience all around the nation and around the world for 30 years years. So we're excited to have him. We got Dr. Michelle Perrell. She's a medical doctor. Again, we want to continue that tradition of having a medical doctor on our stage to connect that soil health, human health connection. Lauren Pancha, he's a farmer from California who's uh, reinvented how agriculture can be done by connecting directly to the consumer. He's gone through a reinvention of his business twice and you can do it too. So I'm excited about how he can help us think bigger on that. Tommy Fenster is a researcher that's doing a lot of work in regenerative almonds and, and looking at how can we create a system that is less uh, hard on our environment, uh, provide a good quality, healthy product, and just think differently about how we're producing almonds. And Rick Clark, a farmer from the Midwest, who is doing regenerative organic farming on a large scale, six to 7,000 acres, doing some amazing things there. And, and you really need to hear how it can be done on a large scale for your own farm. And finally, Gary Thompson is with us, uh, the chief operating officer of Gus, um, located out of Kingsbird with automated sprayers. He is uh, going to share not only what they're currently doing and how they got there, but just what is this future of automation and, and how is that going to change how we're farming? And I'm particularly excited about automation because it's really going to make very site-specific practices 
and regenerative labor-intensive practices a reality. That's kind of an overview of who we have this year, and now we're going to dive into some more details about these. This year's thrust is scalability. I mean, we're really looking at how we can take these things that folks have been doing on smaller scale and actually scaling it up, and I think that's going to be a great focus, and you'll hear as we start talking about who some of our speakers are today what that's going to look like. In addition to scalability, Kim, what what are some other things you've observed out of the last two years that we've done this and plus with all of your connections with the Soil Health Institute and, and other groups that you're a part of, what do you see the the industry outside of, of what we're doing with Ag Emerge? How do you see it all moving in, in the general direction that, that we've kind of set with this conference? Are, are we aligned with what others are doing? What is your overall take on, on where is the future of agriculture heading? Well, I think that's a great question. I think the things that that we're offering or that I see when we're there at the event is being able to support the grower as they're moving through this. It's kind of a a solitary feel, I think, for a lot of these guys because they're stepping outside of their comfort zone and they may be the only one in their area that's doing that. And so to provide the support for them to do it, but also giving them kind of that cohort group to do that with. So they're looking at people that they can talk with and bounce ideas off of. So they're kind of building their own network to help them to move forward. So I think that's really key because you cannot do this alone. That's one thing I think I've learned is that you really need to be aligning yourself with folks. I don't want to say like-minded necessarily in that you want people who are going to push you, but also people who have that same like-minded goal of soil health and starting to mitigate some of these unintended consequences that we've seen in our previous previous production system. As far as how Ag Emerge aligns with what I'm seeing in the industry, if you look at the regenerative agriculture world of soil health and those type of things, we align with those principles and practices. And even more than that, we're helping folks to be able to figure out how to achieve those things because, you know, this isn't just a, I'm going to no-till and that's the end of the story. You have to have this entire system, not just one piece. I think we find that people try something and it doesn't work. And so therefore they stop like cover crops, for example, are they a perfect science right off the get go? I mean, did you just plant them and it was all great? Oh, right, right. Yep. That's all there is to it, folks. Okay. Well, join us next week. That's no. right. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's, it cover crops, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's very region specific, very soil specific, uh, timeliness, crop rotations. It's, there's a lot of thought that needs needs to go into it. And, and like you're saying, that cohort approach, I'd like to dive into that a little bit. I think one of the things unique about Ag Emerge, I'm on a lot of grass-fed groups, uh, conservation groups, soil quality groups on, on social media, okay? And a person asks a question, and let's say they're in western Kansas, and then you get people chiming in from Minnesota about, oh, gee, how you should plant 40 pounds of this, or, you know, you should do strip till. And then you get a person chiming in from Arkansas or another person from Montana. And the contexts are always different. And the, their boots are not on your ground. And the thing that is completely unique about Ag Emerge is we have the ideas, but we also have the boots on the ground to help you out to go with it. 
And that is what makes it successful because in, in this day and age of information that's just so easily available, the quality of information is just garbage most of the time. Without having that local context and have someone else that's willing to walk the field with you and see your context, that's when the magic happens. So we're not here to just give you some ideas and, and say, okay, good luck. See you later. Bye. We're here to guide you every step of that way so that you can be successful in accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish. So a great word there, that cohort feeling of going side by side with you in the field, guiding you all the way. Yeah, I really think that's what makes a huge difference. And as people are even collaborating beyond Aggie Merge, and that's really what we want to help facilitate is that community that has a sounding board and able to pursue through it. Because clearly, if you hunt, there's lots of information about soil health, about cover crops, all of those things. But Monty hit it most when he said local context, because you've got to be able to do the things that work for you and your operation. And that is going to vary for sure. And Megan, I think you have a neat perspective to add here because you've led the Cal Poly team gathering the video and still footage from the previous two Aggie Merge events. And this year, you've actually joined the ASN team. But tell us from your perspective, what that's looked like to you. This will be my third Aggie Merge. Um, I got to attend the first one and was really blown away with the level of professionalism that was put into the setting that was provided. So the cohorts that end up forming, they're not put there on purpose. They happen rather naturally, even though the people are coming from very different localizations, very different contexts. And each one of them is valuable. So when you bring a cohort together with an open set of minds that now have new information to take home to those individualized operations, they do get to talk about how they're going to take that concept and put it into work in their own operation. But what I like about Aggie Merge in particular is I left with more questions than I had answers. And we get into patterns in agriculture where we do our best to fulfill the next few months. Moving beyond that takes asking different questions than when you arrive to Ag Emerge. And if we can help operators and growers of all different types come together and learn how to ask each other new and different questions, they end up taking the same questions home and applying them. And that's what I really liked seeing both times I've gone. This third one will be extra special to me because I got to be part of the team selecting the speakers And there are a lot of people talking about regenerative agriculture in the space we're in today. And so we're not the only ones, but we're one of few groups that are trying to give cohorts time to interact. And the term networking is so easy to say that that happens without much background. And that's what Aggie Merge provides is time and connections to help form a cohort of some kind as naturally as it can that people of all backgrounds are taking home, asking better questions than when they arrived to Aggie Merge, and that can help move their needle forward. And if that means applying their first cover crop ever with failures, it might, but those failures lead to future successes that are long-term soil health and soil wealth type answers to these big questions that they're taking home. Yeah, I agree. It's great to see that collaboration and coordination. And I think that 
a lot of it has to do with the speaker lineups that we have. And we do intentionally try to kind of stack the deck in the sense that we're looking for people who are going to challenge you and poke at you a little bit and really make you think and might even make you a little like, I don't, what are you talking about? You know, and so we intend to do that because we really want you thinking outside of your normal thought process. And I think we always try to start off with a headline speaker who sets the stage and has been there and done that. And and that's really true this year with our headline speaker. Monty, do you want to talk a little? I'd love to. Uh, Ray Archuleta is our headline speaker this year. You may have heard him before on on some YouTube videos or, or those kind of things, but Ray has traveled the world. He, he has been uh, uh, involved with NRCS. He's a professional soil scientist. He's been everywhere. And with NRCS, he was stationed in New Mexico, Missouri, Oregon, and North Carolina. So when I think of the United States, he has taken in uh, you know, a desert environment to a low temperature Mediterranean type environment up in Oregon, in Missouri, a humid environment and a temperate environment in North Carolina. Just looking at all of that wide variety that he's been able to have. And he has a background not only in soil science, but also in livestock. So well-rounded individual, real visionary, real leader in the soil health movement. So we're excited to have Ray be our headline speaker. He'll bring a lot of value. He'll get you to thinking, uh, you know, big picture types of things and and really set the stage, if you will, for the event this year. So I've enjoyed uh, working with Ray over the years. Me and him have been in several fields together, several soil pits together. It's always a fun time when Ray's there. You know, if if there's soil or a rainfall simulator close by, you can imagine Ray will be there. So it's it's a lot of fun, and we sure look forward to him joining us. I'm super excited to see Ray there. I had the opportunity to see him in person a couple of times. One was at a small event. Well, the event wasn't necessarily small, but you could be hands-on, uh, one-on-one with Ray, and that is where I learned about the slake test. And I'd seen the videos, but to see it in person and to see Ray's enthusiasm as he talked about and to watch the soil, the healthy active soil versus, as he calls it, running a fever type of soils. But he's also the one who really made me go back and think about my soils class and talk about what we believed about how it functioned and what it did. And that was really key for me. I appreciate that he got me thinking and he will get you thinking too. So I'm excited to have Ray there. And Kim, I, I want you to share about the, the next speaker because we've we've strived every year to have a medical doctor at AggieMerge because we really believe the connection between soil health and human health. And we're excited to have a, another medical doctor. And, and I tell you what, to line up a medical doctor at one of these events is hard to do. So we're excited to have that. Tell us uh, about Dr. Perrow. Yes, we're really excited to have Dr. Michelle Perrow join us. Megan and I have both had the opportunity to visit with her at length. And I'll tell you what, she has got a heart for what growers are trying to do in their operations to improve the nutrient density of the food that we eat. She's a pediatrician, but she's 
she's done so much work in being able to understand all of the things that are being affected in our bodies by the food that we eat. And she's just a wealth of information. I told her, I'm taking notes every time we talk with her because I'm learning so much. And what we think is key is that Michelle offers a great view, especially as she studied what's going on in children. She's written a book about what's making our children sick. And she has some really great research-based information that I think our audience will gain from hearing. So we're excited to have her there. She's a wonderful speaker. You'll enjoy listening to her. I think people wonder when you say a doctor, oh, what that? what's that going to be like? No, she is very relatable and you will come away both thinking about things and also feeling like you gained a wealth of knowledge. So super excited to have her on the agenda. And next in the lineup, we're excited to have Lauren Poncha. Megan, can you tell us a little bit about Lauren? Sure. Proud to have met Lauren now and his wife too. They are quite a dynamic duo and have really partnered up and had great successes and failures early on. It's taken them just one day to transform their operation, but they tell their whole story of that, that one day has been years of dedication and commitment to what they call carbon farming. And they're part of the Marin County in California and Stimple Creek Ranch is what Lauren and his wife, Lisa operate with their family. And they bring together their talents of wanting to provide as much photosynthesis farming to their crops that they possibly can, because that in turn fuels their protein of pork, they have cattle, they have lambs. So Stimple Creek Ranch brings regenerative farming into full-scale large operation. They have pivoted their business model from providing a lot of materials to restaurants to now doing direct consumer mailing. And so they are going to bring their story of how they did that, the trials and tribulations they experienced, and yet they have continued to grow their operation and their business without sacrificing their commitment to soil health. And we got to hear Lauren and Lisa on a previous podcast, and I was able to visit their ranch, and uh, following Lauren through the field is is a challenge. He's used to those steep hills out at his place, and he just kind of bounces across the pasture because he's so passionate about what he does. He's just he's high energy, high focus, and uh, what I think is really neat is he comes from a conventional agriculture background as a right. uh, chem rep and in transition to uh, complete regenerative grass-fed organic beef and uh, finishes hundreds, hundreds of animals per year and sells them directly. And 20 years later, he's an overnight success now. But they're doing really great things up there. And I'm excited for him to share as a farmer how how he decided to do what they did and, and why and what that has meant to them now over a long period of time. So to inspire the farmers who are there at Ag Emerge to be able to realize that, hey, th- there is a reason why to do something else and it can be done. And here's a person who's doing it successfully. So pretty excited. And looking forward to hearing them talk about how they did pivot their operation, but mostly just focusing on, as Megan said, that carbon farming, using photosynthesis to their advantage. And, you know, we talked about scalability and this year, Rick Clark, is going to be with us. And Rick is from uh, Williamsport, Indiana. And you might know Rick most from his Farm Green logo. This year, they did a big project, a a large event.
plant there on their farm. And, you know, the cool thing about what Rick's doing is this isn't 200 acres of uh, regenerative farming. I believe they have close to about 7,000 acres that they farm in a regenerative manner. And, you know, Rick says his main goal is to build soil health and achieve balance with Mother Nature. So trying to work with Mother Nature instead of against her. So he, you know, he really fits into what we talk about a lot, which is a systems approach to regenerative agriculture. And they try to reduce their input costs. You know, they're looking at a lot of different ways to address and adopt these practices, cover crops. I just saw on Twitter that they're getting ready to seed peas into ground that they will then plant corn into next spring. And they'll be doing a bunch of research on that. And so that's the cool thing is they're trying to adapt these practices to their area, but then also they're sharing the information that they learn with other growers. So how cool is that? You know, they're not holding their cards close to their vest. They're really just focused on testing, trying, and then sharing the information that they learn from all of this work that they're doing. So, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I think we've seen a lot of that. I think that's really a trend in, in this, both the speakers that we've had, but also the people that we follow in regenerative agriculture, they are wanting to share all of their information with others. And we've seen that even with speakers that we've had on the stage, willing to to share all of those successes, but more importantly, the failures too. Getting to interact with these speakers that we're bringing to Ag Emerge is what helps share that information differently. And the, the people we're bringing to Ag Emerge this year as well, they're doing exactly what you said. They are willing to share their knowledge and their expertise in their areas. And you get to go home and apply that to your livelihoods in whatever shape that may take. So Yeah, and uh, one of the things I think is very interesting about Rick is, again, his scale. He's doing this on six to 7,000 acres with high-diversity crop rotations, organic, and also looking at how he can direct market some of the crops that he's growing. So I think it's a good example for us to follow with these larger-scale producers so that our larger-scale conventional producers can, can catch the bug and, and think differently about how to make these things work for you. So... But we couldn't have a conference without talking about almonds, the number one crop in California these days. And uh, we've got some exciting news there about a presenter that's working with regenerative-based concepts within almonds. And Megan, I uh, wanted you to go ahead and share a little bit about Tommy Fenster. Sure. So Tommy is coming to us from uh, San Francisco Bay Area of California. And Tommy's not from an agricultural background. And so when we asked him to join us, we asked Tommy why he was choosing to study regenerative agriculture, particularly with almond orchards. And he simply said, it's interesting. The ecosystems that his line of work studies in biology has an intricate and complex look when you take it into an agriculture sector. And so Tommy's group, he was part of a program that has studied the differences, so they did a compare and contrast with quite a bit of data to back up their findings of regenerative and conventional almond orchard systems. And not to overstep his, his what Tommy's going to bring to us, but there were people in that study that are now altering the methods of production because of what they learned. And so that's what Aggie Emerge is bringing to people also, is people are willing to do things differently when they get the education to do so. But it has to be within context. And so Tommy's study 
is going to bring some of that context to the almond production systems, in particular California. But this can be done in crops and rows in California. So Tommy's group has done a great job of analyzing the benefits and the cost differences of changing over to a regenerative almond orchard. And if you remember our first year, we had a friend of mine, Dr. Jonathan Lundgren from Blue Dasher Farm out of uh, Brookings, South Dakota, a former SDSU professor who who went off and started their own nonprofit to to further research into the effects on bugs. And you you know, God bless entomologists. We need them, right? We need our we need our good bugs, and we need to learn how to mitigate bad bugs without killing the seventeen hundred beneficials for every one pest that we have out there. Which was one of the takeaways from Dr. Lundgren's presentation. But Tommy is associated with him and has continued on. What can we do not only for the honeybees that are vital to California almond production, but all of the beneficial insects and and being able to mitigate. Uh, pests within almonds without having to use as many insecticides or any insecticides at all that can potentially mm-hmm. harm the beneficials such as honeybees that we're trying to protect because they're critical to our yield. That combination of Tommy and, and Jonathan, they're wanting to share this information. And, and that's what these speakers are bringing to us is the opportunity to learn from their specialty areas of expertise and help others launch into their own sectors where it makes sense. And for some reason, I, I haven't seen many billboards of ag chem companies promoting how to not use more ag chems. So, yeah, it's a little little crazy there. But uh, we have a definite interest in there because we believe when you can leave it alone, let nature function the way she's supposed to, that it will perform better. So well, we're excited to be able to bring him and, and his perspective on that. And then uh, one more speaker we get to talk about here. You know, Kim, you like technology. You, she is our go-to on our team when anything needs fixed. In fact, this morning I had to have her help me with something. So we have a technologist behind the mic here. Are you pretty excited about this one? And then share some of your thoughts, and I'll have Megan introduce Gary. Yeah, I am very excited because what Gary and his team are doing is automating agriculture. I mean, there's just so much going on in the technology that's available to make that happen, to send unmanned units through the field or down through the orchard. All of those things is pretty wild. But Megan, tell us about Gary. Sure. So Gary Thompson's part of the family of entrepreneurs and innovators there at Gus. Gus is in Kingsburg, California, and their roots trace back to the early 80s when Dave Krinklaw, um, that's Gary's father-in-law now, um, they really started to try and make their program more efficient. And the efficiency side came from applying technology. And as technology grew more efficient and more affordable and more available, they've created, they've gone over, you know, again, 20 years ago now, moving on to 30 years of practice and testing. Their reputation has continued to be a wonderful provider to the ag community in the San Joaquin Valley. And now they have these automated spray rigs that are actually being sold internationally now. And Gary's going to come talk with us about that journey, what it took to get to where they are today, but what it means to agriculture in our future. And how can we use big data? How can we utilize technology to not just be a fascinating program that they have developed, but what can it do for an operation if they don't have to invest in the technology on their own? You can bring in something like a Gus program and really set yourself apart 
that can launch you forward in a different way. And that's what, to me, Gus is going to come talk with us about and why they're valuable. Is everyone going to do this? Of course not. But it could make sense to a lot of people in different areas of their their operation. Again, applying context to what this system does might benefit something else for you down the road. Well, we're, we're pretty excited. It's, it's a nice, well-rounded lineup of many different things. And I know some people are tempted to, well, you know, that one doesn't necessarily apply to me, so I'll just skip that one. We don't want you to skip that because we want you to understand the principle and the practices of what they're doing and think about how that applies to your operation. Some of the best things that I have ever gone to are completely outside of my realm of what I would need as a corn soybean farmer or what I would need as a crop consultant or what I would need, you know, in whatever role that I'm doing. And those ideas and that different perspective really helps you to grow as an individual because ultimately that's what it's about. We're stewards in, in charge of a certain amount of acreage. And, and we need to bring the best ideas and best practices we can to that. So tune in to Ag Emerge and, and take part in all of it. And I want to um, take a little moment now and talk about how Ag Emerge is going to be a little bit different this year. But we've decided to make a venue change this year. And that's in regards to our current uh, pandemic that we're dealing with. We hope to be back uh, in a nice uh, resort location again in the future. Uh, but for 2021, we hope that you'll join us for Aggie Merge's virtual event. Yes, Monty, uh, that is the big announcement for Aggie Merge 2021. We are going virtual this year. It is a disappointment not to be in Monterey this year, but we feel like it's a good decision. So we're moving forward. And Megan, don't you agree that we're going to be able to put together a really awesome virtual event for our attendees that'll make it worth their while? Correct. We're Our team is working diligently to make sure the cohort and the attendees that do interact, those connections are going to be valuable and provide really great ideas and opportunities for any of the attendees to take home and we're going to make sure that they gain as much as they possibly can from this virtual experience. Monty, what is that going to look like? So we realize that we're probably only going to get one day of your attention. So we have uh, condensed it down to one day. Get the the value of immersing yourself, uh, tune in online, and, and be able to to take advantage of that unique opportunity that we're offering this year. So we've adjusted it to uh, deal with our current reality, just like we're asking you as farmers to adjust your farming operation to deal with the current reality of farming. Uh, we're doing that the same with this event. So plus we're still doing that 17-minute uh, format, right? I mean, everybody that's come to Aggie Merge and just loves that to where we have somebody's got to compress down their why into 17 minutes for that high impact, followed by the one hour follow up. If you're interested in what they have to say, you can follow up with them. That format that, that people have loved in the past, we're continuing that, but we're just compressing it down to, to one day. And that 17 minute, I think one of the things that sets Aggie Merge apart, because a lot of times folks get up and, and they'll tell you if they're a presenter, they're going to you know give you some research or they're going to show you what worked for them, all those kind of things. But we've really challenged the speakers to think outside the box and deliver that why 
why talk? Why did they do this? What challenged them? What what obstacles did they face? And what moved them forward to start making and implementing these practices? And so that's really exciting to get to hear that side of it, that sometimes you only get to hear if you're sitting at the dinner table with them or, you know, sharing a beverage, whatever that might be. And so what a neat opportunity to really have kind of that coffee side chat, you know, with the, with the speakers. So I love that piece of it. Uh, we're excited in light of the current circumstances. We've had to reinvent ourselves. We're asking you to reinvent yourself. We're reinventing ourselves. We're going to create great value for you in a one-day format. I want you to be fully immersed in it. I want you to get the most that you can out of Aggie Merge because we need you to be a part of this movement. We need you to contribute to someone else, be part of the cohort, be a part of how we're going to change agriculture for the better, how we're going to make the soil health principles and put them into practice at your location. Thank you for how you support farming, whether you're you're farming yourself or you're supporting the industry. We thank you for tuning in today, and we hope you will consider uh, being a part of Aggie Merge this year in a virtual format. That's right, Monty. And we invite you to come explore the possibilities of scaling up regenerative agriculture during Aggie Merge 2021. Given the many changes 2020 has thrown our way, we've made some conference changes as well. You can join us, though, virtually with the ability to listen at your convenience and still gain from the unique format and depth of speakers offered at Ag Emerge. Together, we'll explore soil health and regenerative agriculture and how you can take concepts to practice in your operation. What remains the same is our passion for sharing unique perspectives from thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking growers like you. Let's tackle some of the most challenging problems in agriculture with shared experiences, new ideas, and big-picture discussions. Register now to get that early bird pricing and visit us at www.agimerge.com.